most of you are probably very well aware that yesterday an attempt was made on Congressman Lee Zeldin's life. A man jumped on stage during a campaign rally and had a sharp metal object in his hand and tried to stab him in the neck. If you haven't seen the video, I don't have it on me, so so go check it out. It's it's pretty scary. Now, the guy, it was, a, I guess you could say, a lukewarm attempt. I mean, he, it wasn't like he came out there swinging. It was kind of odd. It was almost as if he was... He was uh, not quite himself. He came up on stage with his left hand. He grabbed Lee Zeldin by the shoulder with his right hand. He started to look like he was reaching for Lee Zeldin's neck, but in his he had this looked like a, I don't even know what it was. It looked like a cat or something, but it had two holes for eyes, and he had his fingers through there and with two sharp, sharp uh, ears, I guess. It looked like a kind of, not a makeshift weapon, but a weapon that was designed to look like, oh, maybe this is just a wall decoration. I don't know exactly what it was. I haven't haven't seen reports of it, but what I could tell, it definitely looked dangerous, and he was trying to put that at on Lee Zeldin's neck, which, of course, could obviously kill him. Now, a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, crazy guy, especially in corporate media, they're not really saying much about it. Just that, oh, you know, this guy was arrested, he jumped up on stage, there was a there was a confrontation, and then it was over, and he went to jail. That's pretty much what they're saying. They're sweeping under the rug the fact that just a few hours before, New York Governor Kathy Hochul, who happens to be Lee Zeldin's opponent for the governor's race in New York, she her campaign sent out emails and, and other, other notes, other memos, alerting people of where to go, asking them to, quote, RSVP, as they go to see these, as they call it, as she called it, as her campaign called it, far-right extremists. Now, for those who don't know, far-right extremists, that term is a dog whistle. It's supposed to, to encourage people to do crazy things. If you don't believe me, just look what happened when they look at pretty much every incident where they were talking about, oh, you know, there was a guy that got punched in the face because he was wearing a MAGA hat, and they were calling him a far-right extremist because he was wearing a red hat. And some radical Democrat, radical leftist, didn't like that, got violent and punched this person or these people because it happened multiple times in the face. We've seen over and over again how people, groups such as Antifa and Black Lives Matter, will use the phrase far-right extremist as their justification to commit acts of violence, acts of of terrorism, domestic terrorism. So when Kathy Hochul goes out and her campaign says this, invokes that phrase, folks, that was intentional. That was very much intentional. And Lee Zeldin is not a far-right extremist by any means, nor are his supporters. He's a good guy. I like him. Okay. But he's far from an extremist. Okay. He's probably, I would say, middle of the road. Maybe, maybe leans a little bit conservative, especially for a state like New York which does not favor conservatism. I'm out here in, in California, and sometimes I feel like I'm the most conservative guy in the state. But yes, you know, Zeldin is not an extremist by any means. This, this rally was not populated by a bunch of other quote-unquote extremists. I'm going to read from an article over at Breitbart. It says, while Zeldin spoke at a campaign event in Fair, Fairport, New York, a man reportedly rushed the stage reportedly. You know, sometimes I do get annoyed by the way, just as a quick quick side note, okay, I like Breitbart. I've learned to like them a little bit less over the last couple of years because they really are trying to be as, as fair and balanced as possible and, and taking on journalistic uh, 
standards and whatever, very similar to Washington Examiner, Washington Times, these other quote-unquote right-leaning news outlets that aren't really that right-leaning. Anyway, Breitbart has been has been heading in that direction, you know, denying the their namesake of Andrew Breitbart, who would never have said, you know, reportedly rushed the stage. It wasn't reported. You could see the video. It was clear. He rushed the stage, okay? You can see this guy get up on stage and go after Lee Zeldin, so whatever. Anyway, a man, just a pet peeve of mine, a man rushed the stage with a weapon in an apparent attempt to stab him on Thursday evening. Fortunately, Zeldin grabbed the, the attacker's wrist long enough for other event attendees to step in and subdue the attacker. However, as people like GOP strategist Arthur Schwartz and New York GOP chairman Nick Langworthy pointed out, Hochul's campaign sent out a press release just hours before the failed attack on Zeldin that blasted out the time and location of several of Zeldin's campaign uh, campaign's upcoming events, including, of course, the one where the attack occurred. Hochul claimed that Zeldin and his team would spread, quote, dangerous lies, misinformation, and this far-right agenda at these campaign events. Big Lila is, again, more of a quote from her press release. Big Lie Lee and his entourage of extremists kick off the statewide MAGA Republican bus tour, which will make stops across the state, peddling dangerous lies, misinformation, and his far-right agenda. The New York governor also claimed that Zeldin will, and this is another quote, will be joined by top anti-abortion advocates, NRA enthusiasts, and a cast of extremist groups. You know, there was a time not too long ago. I mean, we're talking about years, not decades. There's a time not too long ago when somebody could be pro-life and not be called an extremist by those who are anti-life, pro-abortion, pro-choice, whatever you want to call them. They would not be called extreme. We didn't get into extremism until, you know, we're being labeling each other as extremists until recent years. Of course, back then, you know, we're talking a decade or two ago. It was reasonable to expect that what they were pushing, they being the Democrats, were pushing from a pro pro choice perspective, was the idea that yeah, you know, that abortion should be legal with certain limits. Now, of course, they push for zero limits, and I would not be surprised if we see a bill coming from the Democrat Party at some point in the near future that says, you know what, let's allow abortion up to say, we'll call it seven days old, okay? You know, baby's born, you got seven days to decide. Maybe you got parents remorse. You know, maybe it was a botched abortion, but you got seven days to decide if you want to want to kill them or not. You could tell that I do consider them to be extremists, so I guess it's fair for them to call me an extremist for being completely against abortion altogether. I digress. Hochul urged her supporters to, quote, RSVP to hear about Zeldin's election integrity task force and his re recent yada, yada, yada. Look, folks, this was a dog whistle. This was an attempt by Hochul to cause disruptions. Now, do I think that she hoped that somebody would go on stage and try to stab Lee Zeldin in the neck? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't think so. Maybe, but I don't think so. I think what they wanted were people to get loud for it, to make the news that there were all these demonstrators and people screaming down the, you know, the, the, the Zeldin people. That's what I hope that she had, or that's what I not hope. That's what I think that she had hoped for in her campaign and hope for that. Instead, they took it too far. And this is a trend, folks. She's not alone. It's not like she's the only one out there doing this stuff. You have people like, like Maxine Waters. You have people like Eric Swalwell. Okay, these are people that, 
that have pushed for this, Rashida Talib, they have pushed for violence. Now, they won't come out and say, go attack these people. But again, they use dog whistles. They always say, oh, the you know, Trump and the MAGA guys, they like to use dog whistles by saying this and that or the other. Okay. That may or may not be true. In most cases, it's not. But I can't say in every single case it's not because I haven't seen every single case. In this case, it is true. They, she, her campaign, Kathy Hochul's campaign, used dog whistles in a press release that was used to encourage this attack against Lee Zeldin. This is becoming more commonplace. This is a concern. This type of language, by the way, that she's using is the same type of language that's used by Antifa when they're planning to, quote-unquote, disrupt events that are put on by conservatives. When they say disrupt, though, they know what they mean. Wink, wink. You know, we're going to disrupt. In other words, they're going to go cause mayhem. They're going to come armed, usually with something that doesn't necessarily seem to be a form of armament. Sometimes they actually just bring bring weapons, direct weapons. Other times, they bring things that could maybe not necessarily be considered a weapon, but that can definitely be used as a weapon. They like to bring milkshakes, wink, wink, to throw at people. Ask Andy No about that. They use this type of terminology that Kathy Hochul's team used in order to drive people, radical leftists, to do stupid, dangerous things, just as this gentleman did yesterday when he attacked Lee Zeldin. And keep in mind, as we're talking about this, as we're talking about what the Hochul campaign did and what she did to encourage this, it all reminds me a little bit of January 6th, of the the fact they're trying to pin all this bad stuff that Trump encouraged this, Trump encouraged that. What Donald Trump did that we know of, and we know a lot, nothing comes close to the incitement that Kathy Hochul's campaign performed. Donald Trump did everything he could to prevent violence on January 6th. He did not encourage it. He did not tell people to go break break into the Capitol building. He told people to be peaceful. He wanted it to be peaceful. He offered troops to Nancy Pelosi, to Mayor Bowser, to make sure that there was enough security there. They turned him down. They are much more. Nancy Pelosi is much more responsible for what happened on January 6th than Donald Trump is. And when you look at Kathy Hochul, she is exponentially more responsible for the attack on Lee Zeldin than Donald Trump ever was for January 6th. This is what they do with Antifa and BLM. This is what happens, by the way. This is the whole reason why you see news reports, or I should say a lack of news reports, on deaths, murders, shootings in places like Chicago, like Baltimore. They have a narrative that they push, and they, they use two different tiers, two different, two different lenses through which they want it perceived. If Donald Trump says, don't go and storm the, the Capitol, don't get violent, stay peaceful, let your voice be heard by the masses, not by breaking windows and entering the building, if you could say something like that and still get accused of inciting it, that's one thing. But that's, that's a bar that's very, very low. Kathy Hochul jumped over that bar. She flew over it. 
with her campaign message telling them to RSVP, telling them to fight the far-right agenda, fight these far-right extremists. She encouraged violence. She didn't directly, explicitly say, go stab Lee Zeldin, but she used enough dog whistles to make it to where she should be held responsible for this, at least in some way. Not saying that she's, it's because of her that this guy decided to do what he did. He's the ultimately responsible for the attack. But if you're going to try to hold Steve Bannon and Donald Trump and everybody else responsible for J6, then by golly, you have to hold Nancy Pelosi responsible for it as well. Mayor Bowser, responsible for it as well. And Kathy Hochul, responsible for the attempted murder of her opponent, Lee Zeldin. This is this is banana republic stuff, folks. This is the kind of thing that you, you see in third world countries. And yet here we are. You know, I remember when they made such a big, huge fuss over Donald Trump making a joke during the campaign in 2016 about how Russians, you know, they should get information uh, on Hillary. Hack them. She was kidding. It was clear, clearly he was kidding. That became fodder for not just not just me negative media coverage, but also for an investigation. We sometimes forget that statement was one of the reasons that they used to go after Donald Trump. But this isn't about Trump. This isn't even really just about Kathy Hochul. This is about the fact that the radical left, which unfortunately encompasses a whole lot of the quote-unquote Democrat base, they are trying to hurt us. They are trying to, in some cases, kill us. They want us eliminated, us being America First Patriots, us being conservatives, us being anybody that actually loves the United States of America. They want to get rid of us. There has to be a Republican Party. They want that Republican Party run by Mike Pence and Nikki Haley, not by Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis. If they want, you know, then they definitely don't want somebody like Lee Zeldin in New York because that would be a sign. They're desperate. That would be a sign. If a Republican won New York State, that means the Democrat Party really is truly fading that would be a bigger win as far as for the party itself that'd be a bigger win than any governor's race that we've won in at least a decade they know this that's why they're fighting so hard to oppose it lord willing i will be back very soon with another episode but in the meantime you all stay strong stay safe and god bless Mike Lindell needs your support. Get the maximum possible discount at MyPillow.com by using promo code JDR or calling 1-800-862-0382. That's promo code JDR or call 1-800-862-0382.